We still haven't done the uh, best of. I don't even know which shows were the best of. I haven't even looked at that shit. I did mine, so I'm just saying. <laughs> you niggas need to check Actually, that. I did my thing. I my thing. Fuck you, niggas. Oh, with my new glasses on. This is one of my 700 pair of glasses. <laughs> I did my homework. You shithead. I'm not going to let you copy off my homework, you shithead. Teacher, you didn't do his homework. He's a fucking fink. Did you say fink? A fink. That's a happy. That's a happy days ass show uh, reference for your ass. You fink bastard. Yo, that might be the title of this fucking episode. Well, a fink. What the fuck is a fink? I don't know, but bastard. I think I think fink fighting was a substitute for fuck. You're a fink. Instead of saying fuck, they they made up the word fink. This is a new motherfucking intro. Cause someone don't want their voice on the show. Welcome to Decoding 40. Well, all right, all right, baby. What's going on, boy? It's your boy. That's right, Willie Strings. And I'm going to be hosting tonight, all right? I got two of the finest brothers in podcasting with me. But first, I got to let y'all know, you got to make sure you'll give us a call at 619-940-4040. Did I tell him, did I say too many zeros? I don't know. Must be a little bit of the heroin left over. Anyway, uh, Decoding 40 is here with your baby. The best hour in podcasting, and I'm joined by my friends. This is your boy L.O. AKA, if you pour it, I will drink it. What's up? What's up? It's your boy Vin in the building. Hope everybody's doing good, man. Peace. This is Allery. All right. All right, fellas. Yeah. It's been a while. I hadn't been on the show in I'm, I'm almost a year and a half, man. I've been touring all over the place. I got a job with Uber. Uber. You still touring? Well, yeah, I'm 95 years old. I still tour. I, I, I was just over in England when that when uh, the Queen died. I had to play the horn for her or some shit like that. Because, you know, me and the Queen go back a ways, you know. She wasn't always a stick in the mud. Oh, you know? well, was she? She used to put my stick in her mud. You know what I'm talking about, guys? <laughs> Dirty bitch. Anyway, you know, uh, I, you know. I can't put my finger on it, man. What what uh um what I'm thinking? I'm looking at you guys. You're looking a little different on the show. It used to be for y'all. What what happened to that uh what happened to that husky nigga that was on the show? <laughs> I don't I see I see three people and you know, I see three people. I don't see I don't Willie, Willie, you gotta chill, man. You can't be talking this. Yeah. I'm just asking the question, man. I'm just asking the question. Time, times have changed. Times yeah, have changed. Times have changed. Times have changed, okay. Well, okay, I guess time moves on. Yeah, you know, four's a crowd, three is perfect. I get it. I don't know. Hey, man, no, anyway. So, uh, <laughs> you know, who wants to stop the show? One month, hey, you know what? I said, that reminds me of that time I was with Sammy Davis Jr. and he fucking beat up a monkey on stage because he was high on cocaine. But that's another story. <laughs> um, allegedly, allegedly, you know, he used to keep cocaine in that fake eye, <laughs> allegedly. It was like a little mini eight ball or some shit, you know, allegedly. I, you know, I'm just fucking around. Italy. Oh, man. Anyway, uh, I know you guys do like a check-in, so uh, who's going to go first? Vin, Vin, you want to go first? Yeah, you know what? I'll, I'll go first. I'll check in. Uh, thanks, Will. Thanks, Will. All there right, baby. Go. Yeah, you know what? The check-in is, is going to be kind of quick. Um, 
I've been, you know, working a little bit here, you know, uh, doing a little Uber r- driving. It's been kind of fun, to be honest with you, because I don't know. A, a lot of people talk to me. I, I guess I have that personality. I always say hello when they come in the car. How are you? Because most people don't ask people how they're doing. And sometimes you get conversations. Sometimes you don't. I had this one guy today was kind of obnoxious, but you, you get a lot of that. He's talking on the phone and like. I got to start recording this stuff and going back and listen to it because I can probably get some pretty good financial advice and stock tips because this motherfucker was telling me all the trade secrets about some medicine that they were trying to green light. Uh, through. And what if we do if we get the FDA approved? And I'm thinking, just please say the name of the medicine so I can kind of see what stock that is, because you never know, man. But um, other than, uh, you know, the driving and shit, it's been it's been kind of cool, man. It's in, you know, the weather is is brick out there, B. I'm you know, the hawk is out. And it's all up in people's throats and shit. Um, it wasn't so bad today, though. Yeah, I mean, I was good because I was in the I was gonna say, if you stand outside long enough, you will. You feel stand it. outside long enough, yeah, hell yeah. yeah! I think I saw a couple of flurries too. I was like, it's it's. Oh really? It, looks, it, it, yeah. it felt like it was gonna snow today. Yeah, yeah. I saw a couple of flurries in the sky, and I was like, yeah, and the, the clouds. It snowed last thing. week, and New Jersey got more snow than we did, and we uh, got a little bit. I think I woke up the next day and I had maybe a, a coating on the car, and then by 11 o'clock it melted off so it wasn't even that bad it snowed um, last week yeah there we, was some uh, snow in, in i think in southern or or maybe west northwest of 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 uh where i'm at i'm not sure if it was south or north northwest of where i was at but there was <coughs> excuse me there what's was the town directly across from the west side uh west side highway of new york where it lived um, where you got hoboken you've got no where uh, hip-hop uh oh edgewater not edgewater, edgewater. uh englewood Inglewood, yeah. <coughs> yeah, they had a nice coating of over all of that because we just happened to be we still had the rental and mm-hmm. everything over there looked like winter white. Oh, so you drove over there? Yeah, yeah. This must have been when I was in quarantine. It was. You were still in the uh, in the box. You was in the box, baby, man. Get, get COVID over there. That boy, that boy, get more COVID in a little bit. Hey, man, I'm glad I didn't get that shit. How'd you manage to avoid COVID, Willie? I got all the COVID shots. I mix it with my heroin. I call it a fucking COVID ball. It was great, man. Heroin and COVID shot. <laughs> it takes the edge off the COVID shot. You know what I'm talking about, baby? Yeah. I don't think that's FDA approved. I don't give a fuck about the FDA. <laughs> Willie Strange is the man. All right. Willie, can I finish my check? Go ahead, nigga. Go ahead. Um, so you know, other than that, man, it was it was uh it's been an easy week, man. Um driving is better than I thought it would be. It gives me time to think and just like process things and think of ideas and, and, and all that other shit. So, you know, it's and, and I get out the house, man. Like I've I was I think I was like fucking like five minutes from being agoraphobic. I was like five minutes from being Kim Basinger and shit, not wanting to leave the house anymore because it was getting crazy. I was like, I don't want to go out the house for nothing. You know, what I'm saying? I got everything I need in my house. I got cable TV. I got heat. I got food. I don't want to go out the house. But um feels good to be back out and just, you know, making some money, man. And uh, that's pretty much my check-in. Merch drop! You are now listening to Decoding 40. What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? This has been from Decoding 40, letting you know about Decoding40pod.com. That's right, Decoding40pod.com. That's our new site that's got all our merch on it. Decoding40pod.com. Decoding40pod.com. All right, guys, uh, you know, that check-in was okay. I mean, it was a little weak, but, uh, you know, hey, man, he's driving, he's having a good time. What's going on with the rest of you guys, man? 
So I'll, I'll go. Um, did you guys get into the World Cup? I did watch the last game. That was amazing. That, that was, was amazing. Great, yeah, yeah. Like if if you're in the soccer, that was that was Nirvana. If you're not in the soccer, that's probably the best game you ever watch in your yeah. life. So you might as well not watch anymore. So um, I was watching with my son, and he was rooting for Argentina. I didn't really have a. I, he asked me who I was rooting for. I didn't really have a. a dog in the uh, fight so I was I just wanted to see a great match and it definitely was I mean it had everything it had the overtimes it had the penalty uh, kicks yeah. it was it, everything that you could possibly want in a a, yeah. a, a final soccer match it was there um, and yeah and it, it was uh, he was stressed out he was watching yeah. it like he was screaming matter of fact uh <laughs> I got some video. We can play it in the background while uh, I'm telling this part. But it, it was just great to watch. And it's great to watch his enthusiasm for the sport. Because I'm telling you, I just did not have it. Because, you know, even with Pele being popular when we were growing up, it was NBA, NFL all day. It was right. Cowboys, Giants. I don't even know who else. That was the two teams I followed. And then it was the Knicks. Um but we we enjoyed watching it. My wife cooked uh, a nice, a beautiful brunch for us while we were watching the uh, the match, and uh, we were riveted. Like I was trying to do some other work, and it was like, all right, I really got to pay attention to this game because every time I look up, <coughs> something crazy is happening. So right. it's crazy because you still have to juxtapose that to all of the backstory with the slave labor that was going on in Qatar, exactly. but you know, it's, this is, this is duality. This is the duality of life that we live in where, you know, something yeah. is, good. you want that cell phone? Yeah, exactly. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Somebody lost their arm for that. Mm, right. Our reception is great. Exactly. You know, Taylor two, I, I, two I, worlds. I was leaning towards France only because they had so many black players on the team. And Mbappe, is like, and, and Mbappe is, that, that he's, he's an amazing yeah. player. He's an amazing, amazing player. player. And that, that last score he did with the ball was still in the air and he kicked it in. It was like, wow. Yeah. But then on the other side, Argentina represents uh, South America. Mm -hmm. And but then again, Argentina's kind of really white. That's where all the Germans were. They're all country. No, they're, they're, they're all, all um, yeah, they're all Nazis that that left uh, yeah. Germany and yeah, they're hiding it. Yeah, they're hiding hiding Argentina. Argentina. So, but the Messi story, you know, Messi's that story that's, was powerful. Yeah, that's a powerful story. Seventeen yeah. years you're playing for this team, and you finally win right. the World Cup. So that 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 was a, that was a captivating story. So I didn't really have a horse in the race, but. I was kind of leaning towards France only because they had so many black players mm. um, that I enjoyed. But then you're kind of like, okay, they're playing for the colonizer. You know what I mean? Like, right. It's like, <laughs> pick your poison, right? It's, right? it's like, who, what are you going to hate the most at this point? Mm -hmm. And right. it's all kind of mired in a lot of bullshit and historical, uh, 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 historical quagmire. And so I just try to take a step back and just enjoy the game for what it was. So I did do that. And, you know, congratulations to Argentina, who uh, played an exceptional tournament. But but France, they played an exceptional tournament, too. They've got, like you said, they've got some great players. And um, when 
the first half didn't go their way. The second half, they were they came back storming. So it was it was a great tournament. I I tuned in and out. I was kind of more into it when it started. Midway, I was like, all right, you're not a soccer fan, so calm down. And then, yeah, you know, I was set to uh, watch the finals, and I was like, all right, cool. This is this is this is an amazing match. So, shout out to uh, Argentina. Uh, next. I have to give a shout out to so the my wife and I are replacing the interior doors in our apartment. I'm not even going to get into the whole Home Depot craziness where we have to go from one Home Depot to another Home Depot because apparently you can't just be in a Home Depot that's closest to your home and order the doors and have them sent to your home. You have to go to the actual Home Depot that has the doors and then have them deliver it to your home and pay an extra shipping fee. Wow. So I was like, all right, okay. So we did that. The brother started installing the uh, three of the doors, the six doors that are being replaced. He installed three today. And we immediately realized that we have to paint the entire apartment now. So it is a never-ending saga with this apartment you got to paint the apartment now because of the doors the doors are brand new the paint job that we had which is probably how old i don't know the paint job is probably five maybe a little bit longer than that it now makes the the walls even look older than that Who put these new doors in this shitty right. apartment? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. You know, these new doors are great, but this fucking paint job sucks. And this is the problem with updating at a time anything. with this apartment. It's like, yeah. oh, yeah, with anything. It's like you get this done and then it's like, oh, man, but now you got to re- backtrack. And so that's that. That's there. But let me tell you guys about when the doors were delivered. So. One thing we didn't do that we should have done was spec- pay the extra money. I think it was $25, which I could kick myself for now for not paying it. But you could pay for a specific window in which the doors would be uh, delivered. But I'm like, whatever. You know, why give you more money? I'm already paying you $80 to deliver these things. Now you want me to pay $105, $110. So... The guy finally gets here. Thankfully, the guy who uh, is installing actually works for the the complex, and he just does this on the side. So thankfully, he was still here because they were they were delivered pretty late, about three thirty, four o'clock. The guy gets here. I, he speaks no English. I don't understand why anybody who's delivering hey. things to people who speak English does not speak any English. I can understand if you maybe don't fully speak english was he was he spanish or he was so but, he, so he's doing a whole lot of whoosh, 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 whoosh. right <laughs> all, all he's saying is eight minutes i'll be there that's it that's all that's all <laughs> the english he knows he knows the time how many yeah. minutes is going to be there he's going to it's going to take for him to get there and that's it and pay me in corona <laughs> right <laughs> That's my tip. So he gets there. I'm trying to explain to him. There's two There's two entrances that he can go into. And I'm trying to get him to go into the first entrance. He doesn't do it. He's looking at me smiling with that stupid, I don't know what the hell you're talking about, smile. <laughs> Fine. We're going to bypass that. So now we have to take the doors in the dolly and walk a half a block back. Fine. We get the three doors there. Boom. Now, mind you, we ordered six doors. So... We get the three doors there, 
And I'm thinking he's going to go get the other three doors. Something in my bones said, walk, go after him. Mm-hmm. I see him throw the dolly in the back of the, the truck, pull the door down, and run to the cab to get back in the truck. <laughs> runs. He runs run. to the cab. He, got, he's, he has another run or another stop to make. First of all, I got to get back on the Peloton. I start running and five steps, I'm out of breath. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to pass out in this street because there's no way I'm going to let, let him get uh, drive <laughs> off with these other three doors. So I'm, dr- I'm running and I'm screaming at him. And then I finally make it to the truck. And I'm like, yo, I have another three doors in here. He says, no, you don't. Now, all of a sudden, he knows English. <laughs> He's like, no, you don't. Right. You don't, Leon. <laughs> right. I've been right, fucking right. with you this entire time. Right. It's now, oh, I have a now you're on Duolingo. Now you understand what I'm saying. Ain't no three doors. So I go, I have three doors. He says, no, these other doors are for another customer. So I'm like, bro, I need you to get out this car, go look, because I have three doors. I, I've already seen the three doors, so I know mm-hmm. that they're there. So then finally he goes, oh, there are another three doors in there. So You far. know where those three doors were going? Where, <laughs> to, to his, his house? house? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Look at they these three doors I got from these asshole. Uptown. They were going uptown. So he gets the doors out. Um, I put them, I have to actually put them outside of the mill because they have to be cut a little bit. And so uh, Mr. G comes, I call him, say, yo, I got the doors here, come. And so I'm on the phone outside of the mill and a brother walks out of the mill and he sees the doors, but he doesn't see me. And he's looking like, who left these brand new doors out on the street, basically? And I'm looking at him, but he still doesn't see me. And then he's, he literally is going through the process. Can I get these doors into my truck without <laughs> you anybody? Saw you saw him look at his cal- <laughs> I saw him calculating how long it's going to take how many uh, seats he has to put down in order for him to get it. Cause he had a uh, infinity or something like that. So then as he's walking around his truck, he sees me and he goes, Oh, are those your doors? <laughs> 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 I go, yeah, bro. That's who you out here. <laughs> so he goes, Oh, cause you know, bro. I was like, yeah, I do know. That's why I'm standing here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's funny. So um, he drives off. Uh, Mr. G comes. We move the uh, doors into the mill. They they have our name on it, so I'm not worried about that. And then that's fine. The funny thing is, and I'm going to embarrass my wife because she listens to the show. He remembers me, but he doesn't remember me. So because my number was in his phone. So he's like, you know, we, we're having a conversation and we're like, you know, we're going, he's going to install the doors. We agree on the price and the whole nine. So he's in, he comes to our apartment. My wife is in the back. She's on a call. When she finishes her call, he and I are still talking. She comes out into the living room. She just happens to have these really short shorts on. He looks at her, clearly looks at her legs and goes, oh, now I remember (laughs) y'all. Y'all been getting discounts. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm I'm 
feeling some kind of way about him with his enthusiasm. Like, bruh, okay, calm down. <laughs> hey there, baby girl, what's going on? Hey, like, all of that, all of that, all of that. <laughs> How you doing? In his mouth? I ain't seen you for a while. I'm like, what? <laughs> Did he have a toothpick in his mouth? He should have. He should have had a long <laughs> cigarette too that was hanging off his lip. Because uh -huh. <laughs> that that that's he fits that entire motif. Like old dude, hat to the side, the whole knot. Yeah. So that happens, and I'm feeling the kind of way, and I'm like, all right, bro, you got to get out of my house now. Like you, <laughs> you, you are, you're on a level of disrespect right now. <laughs> so anyway, he he comes back the next day today, and um. He started installing doors. So he's installed three doors. Tomorrow he's going to install the other three doors. But that gets me back to the point that clearly now we have to repaint the entire apartment. So mm. it is what it is. I have two other things. I'm going to just let it go because we're running late. But I want to give a shout out to Jehovah's Child who sent me a cash app request for money for her gas. I have no idea who the hell you are. I blocked you. I canceled the request <laughs> and I reported you. <laughs> People are wilding out. Maybe. Jehovah's Child. Jehovah's you Child. You send her back a request for $65. <laughs> You're right. I should have did that. I should have did that. But, yo, I was like, the audacity of people. You're not even in my context. Like, if, even if somebody was in my context and just hit me up on the humble, like, yo, L, can you just send me $20 for gas? Like, I mm -hmm. might be open to that. Who are you, Jehovah's Child? <laughs> Who are yo. you? You know what? The 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 scams are always going to be there. They just change face, right? So, I, you know, you say that, and I think about the time before I bought the house, and we're in the apartment one night. It's like 11 o'clock at night, and someone's banging on the door. And the first thing I thought was the neighbor from across the hall, you know what I mean? So, you know, something might have happened. She got locked out. So I'm thinking, right, okay, right, right. so I, I go to the door. Hello. I open the door. She's like, hello, how you doing? Listen. <laughs> Can you help me out? She's like crying and shit. I was like, well, what's wrong? How can I help you? She's like, my daughter just died. And I need money to bury her. Can you help me? And wait, literally? like, Yes, nigga, this is what she said to me. My daughter just died and I need money to bury her. Why am I laughing? Uh, she's not uh, a neighbor. She's <laughs> not. I, she got into, she's some random person who got into the building who was asking, who was going door to door asking for money. Wow. And then I seen her like three days later with her crackhead boyfriend scheming to get some money to get some crack. <laughs> and I'm thinking, didn't your daughter just die? Like, what happened? Listen, we all handle grief differently. <laughs> I smoked my daughter, sir. I smoked the TV, ma. Yo, this shit was crazy. You should bring me back a picture. Yeah. Where's your daughter at, yo? Bring back yeah. your obituary. I'll give you fucking money. All right, I was I was going to end it with that, but you just gave me a perfect segue. Here's the thing. I want everybody to have the fortitude and the grit of a drug addict because today I was waiting for someone for a delivery outside and this dude, he was like, hey, my brother, can you spare some change? I was like, bro, honestly, I don't have any cash on me. He's like, don't worry about it. God bless you, brother. Thank you. A couple of minutes later, Somebody uh, eventually gives him some a uh, couple of dollars. He's like, oh, thank you, brother. God bless you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. A minute later, he sees somebody else. Hey, you got two dollars. <laughs> he progressively got more aggressive. Then he said, hey, you got five dollars. I know you got five dollars. So here's the thing. Once you get a win, a small win, 
you mm-hmm. have to build on that win and yeah. you have to be unapologetic about how you go after whatever it is that you want because drug addicts understand what it takes to win he's yeah, outside he right now in sight once you gave him that exactly $2. exactly once he that had a small a win exactly he he's outside right now powered motherfucker i know you got 75 islands i see that shit in your pocket when you open it up to buy that sandwich man i think every every corporation should hire a crackhead as a financial advisor because they they know how to make money they they will they are dogged about getting money yeah they don't care that's their only job that's their only job that's the only mission that's the only directive get this money i want the bag Fuck bitches, get money. <laughs> Fuck niggas. Get and on money. that note, this is Leon. I'm done speaking. That's my check in. God bless. You are now listening to Decoding 40. What's good, people? This is your boy, L.O.A.K.A. The Ad Man. If you like this show, then make sure you subscribe to Decoding 40 on IG, Facebook, YouTube, and TikTok. That's a beautiful story there, Leon. You know, you was talking about that whole uh, soccer thing, man. That reminds me about Pele, because um, I was down in South America one time getting some Peruvian cocaine, and I ran into Pele. I said, hey, Pele, what you doing here? He said, I'm just chilling. I said, hey, man, let's hang out for a little bit. So we had a couple of drinks, and, you know, he knew a lot of women, beautiful women, man. Nothing like Peruvian cocaine, Pele and bitches. But that's just a little something I want to share with y'all. Okay. <laughs> What's going on, Rick, man? What's going on with you, baby? Thanks, Willie. Peruvian cocaine, Pele, and some bitches. Mm. Beautiful <laughs> thing, man. Beautiful oh, thing. Man, how do I compete with that? So I am all recovered from COVID. I never got sick. I never had any symptoms. But by Tuesday night, I was testing negative. Tuesday night of last week, I was testing negative. Um, I went and got a a I went to a, a testing center and I got a PCR and a rapid test. And I was expecting the PCR to come back positive because it's still running around in your body. Mm-hmm. But um, both the rapid and the PCR came back negative, so I was like free and clear. So I must have had it for a minute. <laughs> <laughs> I was patient zero in Miami, apparently. Damn it! Wow. Yeah, giving out. So now I'm feeling a lot better that I canceled my trip to uh, uh, Basel. G- g- well, giving out, giving out COVID hugs. Right, because I clearly would have been all around you, just yeah, soaking up yeah. all that COVID. Yeah. You would have, you, you would have, you would have gotten inspiration and COVID. <laughs> he would have been out there sweating. Inspiration and COVID. It's I know it's hot in Miami, but goddamn, I can't stop sweating. <laughs> that the COVID sweats. Oh, luckily, God. luckily, everybody on the team has recovered. Good, um, good, good. A couple of people got sick uh, and, and actually had symptoms. A couple of people. Like myself and uh, another person. Had Wait, no was, was my bartender friend one of the people who got COVID? When I'm not positive because he didn't test. Oh, okay. But this Saturday, he was not feeling well. Oh. Um, but that was, he said he wasn't feeling well for a few hours. I would say for like five <laughs> hours. He was saying, yeah. you know, I don't feel so good. And then he was fine. Like I told y'all. So he probably had, had, had COVID. Y'all he had the COVID whisper. It wasn't COVID. It was like the COVID <laughs> whisper. That shit was like, COVID. 
COVID meat day. That shit was COVID light, COVID whisper. We got COVID ultralights. Mm. Yes. Mm. Yes. Yeah. Like, like what, the, what, what was those little fucking cigarettes that uh, Italian women, Jewish women, and old black women would smoke? A little more cigarettes, a little long oh, thin no. shit. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> what the fuck you got? <laughs> you got the more cigarette of COVID. Oh, they like Moore's 100s or Moore's 1000s or something like that? Listen, I was thinking Virginia Moore's Slims. Virginia Slims. That's, what, that's yeah. what I had in my head. Yes. Let me have uh, a pack of those Virginia Slims with a pink bow on it. That's beautiful. <laughs> they all talk like and a vodka gimlet. And a vodka gimlet, yes. And uh, in other news, so last week I was able to go to my my kids' uh, holiday performances at school, mm. and this is actually the first performance that I've been able to go to because mm. in. The last year and the year before, I was traveling, so I never got a chance to actually see them perform. I always saw the videos after. Man, I'm just gonna say it was a little dusty in there. It was, you know, some Wait, tears. Dusty in what way? It was. Oh, 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 oh. There was, there was, there was some tears. No, I didn't cry. Yeah, I'm not crying. You're crying. Mm. <laughs> I wasn't crying. But both of you. No, no, no. It was. It was. It was really. It was really nice, nice to see these these kids. I don't know how they memorize the things that they memorize. You know, they did their thing. And um, it was really just nice to see the kids on stage and, and talking about these different uh, cultural celebrations of, of, of the holidays. And uh, it was touching. I got you some know, videos. So. That's the best part when they actually have speaking parts. Wait till you get to the recorders and when they're doing hot cross buns and you got to hear that out of tune shit for fucking two hours. You're not going to like it then. You're going to be like, it's not cute anymore. <laughs> so oh, they still will. You still will. Okay. Well, I mean, they're, do, they're doing like djembe drums and um, who is the uh, the new uh, dance director is uh, this woman uh, Smallwood, who was the who was uh, the principal dancer for Alvin Ailey for Jesus. years. Like wow, yeah, this I got some big hitters at the school. I'm telling you, the school is off the hook. I love it. This school is off the hook. Yo, know, at, at, at his his kid's school, they actually had real Jesus come through to play the guy. <laughs> you know, during the fucking Christmas. <laughs> we, you know, we don't we don't usually do this, but we got JC. <laughs> He's back for one night only. That's what's up. Yeah, no, it, it's it. I I I remember that. Like, as a matter, you you talk about concerts. My daughter has one coming up Wednesday. You know, she's mm. playing the bass and whatever. So, oh, that's dope. Yeah, it's it's dope. Like like her her concerts are pretty good. Like some of them kids can't sing. I don't give a fuck what she say. They saw how like they they the notes. And me and my wife was sitting there like, woo, that was sharp. <laughs> Mary J. Blige, you are not. <laughs> <laughs> that was a sharp E. That was a sharp E, you know, yeah, but nah, sharp. but I, I it's also is it oh, you know, you always enjoy seeing your kids, you know, no matter what they're doing. Yo, you know, now that your daughter's playing the bass, you have you you have a responsibility to expose her to Larry Graham, Grand uh to uh Parliament Funkadelic. All of that. You you, you hell yeah. All, Anything all with a baseline. Mm. Anything with a baseline on it, I'm like, do you hear that? Like Earth, Wind, and Fire, all that stuff. Like, did oh, this yeah. got some mm -hmm. dope bass mm -hmm. in there? You know what I mean? She wants to learn how to play the guitar. She wants to teach herself how to play the guitar. So I'm gonna buy her electric guitar for Christmas, uh, a used one, because electric guitars are expensive as shit. 
So you can get a nice used one and learn how to play on it. And my thing is this. If you learn how to play it and you're, you're Hendrix in two years, and I'll get you the $1,000 guitar because it's worth it. But now right. you're just trying to learn. So we got to go find Guitar Center or whatever, one of these other places that are out there. Yeah, I'm, well, that, I think that's kind of it for my check-in. Went to Philly and back today. I'm working on this uh, really great book project. Mm. And it's a book about uh, artists from Caribbean descent who are making uh, huge impacts on the, on the art world. Mm. And uh, I've just been exposed to like some amazing artists, like really great creatives. And the, and a lot of them are moving on on a whole nother level. Like I'm seeing the future of the art world, a lot of them, and some of them are already established, but a lot of them are like on the cusp of being some of the biggest artists in the world. And uh, I, I'm, I'm enjoying being a witness to this because yeah, it's, it's kind of amazing. That's and that's it, that's it for my check-in. What's good people, this is Alaric. If you like the show, then make sure you subscribe to Decoding 40 on IG, Facebook, YouTube, TikTok, Twitter, Tumblr, Reddit, um, Tumblr. Did I say Tumblr? Fluor. That's new. It's brand new. Just came out. Fluke, Etsy, Pinterest, Friendster, Hamster, X-Hamster. Oh, wait. That's my private account. Don't follow that. You know what, fellas? I, I I wanted to host, but I think I'm just going to sit in the cut. You know, Willie's a little tired. I'm an old motherfucker, and his heroin is kicking in right now, so I'm getting a little sleepy. So I might just <laughs> jump in here and there, you know, but uh, I'm going to let this uh this Puerto Rican motherfucker over here host the rest of the show uh, as we go forward. Yeah, I appreciate that, Willie. Thank you so much. No, thank you for, you know, just letting me come through, man. It's warm in here, too. All right, Willie. Just uh, sit over there and nod the fuck out. So, Today, uh, we want to talk about devices raising our children versus how our parent, how our parents raised us. And we always get into this argument. I know I've gotten to arguments with people, you know, they'll, they'll see us, they'll, they'll see us generation X parents. A lot of times we'll give devices to our kids to kind of, you know, keep them from driving us crazy. And, and you know, people will say, oh, you're letting technology raise your children. And I saw a young woman today, you know, I'm walking the dog and she's coming down the block and she's got the kid in the stroller. It's cold outside. And the first thing I can hear is the device playing, you know, some sort of Disney show. And she was probably no older than little girl is probably no older than one or two years old. But she just they can manipulate the device and know everything about the device. You know, I get my you get those older people who say that shit up to you all the time. Like, oh, well, you're letting the device raise your children and, you know. You guys don't know how to raise children. When I when I raised my children, we didn't have devices and this, that, and the other. And I got to thinking, like, yeah, you didn't have devices. Y'all just told us to get the fuck out the house, mm. yeah, <laughs> and be gone. You know, mm-hmm. well, do something. I mean, so I mean, what what do you what do you guys think about that? They they did have devices because I watched a lot of television as a kid. Yeah, that the, the TV sometimes was my babysitter. Yeah. I just remember like coming home from school. And I would watch uh, What's Happening and I would watch Happy Days. And, you know, that was those, those were sort of my like my moral compasses. <laughs> they, mm. they, they taught me a lot. And, they, and you know, although I, it wasn't mobile, I couldn't take it with me. I had to be home in order to watch it. And it also wasn't a singular experience. It wasn't just 
me experiencing it. Anyone who was in the room could also watch and experience it and we could share. But it's not like that with tablets and phones. That's, that's for one person and everything else is shut out. I think that that makes a huge difference in, in, in how you experience something because everybody would have to have their own tablet or their own phone to have this experience. You're not sharing it with someone else. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. My son, my wife and I, I presented our son with this scenario as to why he does not want his friends to come over. And he said, why would I want my friends to come over to my house when I can plug into whatever game that we're playing and they can play from their own house? I don't need them in my space. Mm. And I was like, whoa. (laughs) But I think it's gotten to the point where, and I think you touched on it earlier about your oldest son, that, that, you know, we have children about the same age, right? Right. So we know how we've seen them in spaces where they, they just seem kind of awkward or whatever, because they're so dependent on these devices to communicate when it comes to -to face-to-face conversation, some of them really don't know what to do it. And it's, I'm just speaking from experience, just from, you know, the stories my daughter tells me, her dealing with so much anxiety sometimes, Mm. especially when the the new school start, new school year starts and things of nature. Well, I don't know if people are going to like me, but that comes from, from, I think a lot of that just like she can text all day, but then like to have a conversation and sit is is difficult for them. Like they, they, I think a a lot of their anxieties that they say they have tend to kind of come out of the uh, blue when they have to have be engaged in actual conversation. That's a, that's an interesting point because I was thinking about when we were talking about this earlier. One of my friends, while because we would literally scour like seaport the uh, uh, seaport and look f- look for girls to talk to. One of my friends actually found his baby's mother. They wound up getting pregnant early, and that was that became a whole new thing, right? Like I was, I enjoyed meeting girls and I enjoyed, you know, the whole chase and all of that, but I was deathly afraid of getting them pregnant. Then fast forward, another one of my boys, while we were out, he meets his wife. They're now divorced, mm-hmm. <laughs> but, and he's remarried, but, but it was, it was us being out. It was, it was these encounters with Wimp or young girls at the time that kind of fostered into stronger relationships and, the fact that we would travel from Brooklyn literally by walking either through Midtown or all the way up to Harlem just to hang out and just to use that time to talk and, and connect with each other and then kind of tune in to by the time we get into Harlem, eat, drink, whatever we were going to do. In the same vein, if I ask my son about something about his friend, he doesn't know anything specifically about his friend. Like, what does he want to be when he grows up? What high school or what college does he want to go to? What are his interests? If it's outside of video games, he has no <laughs> clue. Seriously. Because that's not what it, that's not what he he's interested in. So it's it's funny. Like, I'll ask him, like, well, where does your friend live? I don't know. <laughs> they they their care. friendships are their friendships are are micromanage into these little niche niches like niche like a fucking i only fuck with this nigga for video games (laughs) right like if 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 it if it does not fit into smash bros or sonic or whatever it is that they're playing i have no interest in your life bro like Mm. you could be the next 
Nobel Peace Prize winner. I don't care. Yeah. Can I beat your ass in Smash Bro? Yeah. But how how is that so different from how we grew up? So so we grew up on a block and it was certain people we clicked with and some some people that we did not click with. For sure. And the people that we clicked with were people who were interested in the same things that we were. So like when not necessarily then, though. I would disagree with that. Because if, if I think well, about I, my block, I think about I, my I can, block. I, I'm, I'm only speak from from from. My okay, yeah, because because so, my block so, is a little bit different. So not speaking about Vin, because Vin moved to Long Island, you know, like uh, mid teenage years. Mm-hmm. Um, so we didn't see each other on a regular basis. But my other best friend at the time lived across the street from me, and we were interested in two things. No, sorry, th- three things: clothes, working, and girls. That was it. Mm-hmm. And parties, well, parties mm-hmm. kind of. Well, fit parties and girls, yeah, 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 yeah. Because yeah, yeah. that was all. It's under the same umbrella. <laughs> yeah, those those were the only things we were interested in, and that's why we clicked up. Like, right. like our whole crew. That's that's yeah, exactly. Come weekend, that's that's all we're interested. Facts. In. Right. How how do we how do we round up mm-hmm. all of these things that we're interested in? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So I don't I don't know that that's necessarily different. They they can actually segment and have have another friend out. So like let's just say even within even in within my friend group, I was also interested in photography. That wasn't part of the friend group. But I but mm-hmm. let's say if I had online, I then I can have a, another friend who I can connect with on that. The brilliant thing about the Internet is that it can either constrict your personality or allow you to meet other people. Depends on which rabbit hole you decide to go down. I mean, back to the the original question is, do you think our parents? All right, let me I'll I'll pose a, a second question. If our parents had the technology that we have today, do you think. They would have given us the devices because I think a lot of times because raising first of all, raising children is hard. We can all agree about that. Yes. Kids want and need on want everything yesterday. And I think because of the microwave society that we live in today, they can get it literally tomorrow because they can go on Amazon and order it. Right. Today. Yeah. Today or even today. Right. So we can Uber Eats, whatever we want to eat. We can fucking get whatever we want at this point. It's at, at a hands. Uh, it, it's within, within our fingertips. My thing is, you know, they like, again, I, I, when I posed the question initially, they bitch about, oh, you guys raised. But I think if they had the technology, because the parenting is hard, you want it. Sometimes you want a break from the kid. You'll give your kid, you know, <laughs> if they're crying enough and screaming enough. You give your kid a fucking, you know, a, a pair of flaming knives just for them to leave you the fuck alone. You know, and I say that in jest, of course, but you, the, the phone is the flaming knife. If that's going to keep them quiet sometimes, because for our own sanity as parents, sometimes you need a break. I'm thinking when we were kids, for our parents to get sanity was like, get the fuck out the house, please. Right. I don't yeah, care she, where you go, just or, out of here. Or, and, and put you down in front of the TV. But here's the thing. I was thinking about this. True. My mother was wild. She was a single mother, two kids at the time, and would tell us, go out and don't come back till the lights come on. Wow. Yeah. Wild. No cell phone, no tracking device. Nothing. No. Nothing. 
I'm in the Middle East right now, mom. (laughs) And just had to trust that we were smart enough to stay alive while we were out there. Right. (laughs) Like, like the prayer, their prayer was, please, God, let this nigga don't get hit by a bus train (laughs) vehicle. And one of the times while I was out there, I got hit by a car. Thankfully, it it just grazed me. But did did you tell your mom when you got home? Yeah, I mean, I had to because my cousin. What well, I don't know if I've told the story. We had show a time before, last night. <laughs> but my cousin was the reason why I got hit by a car because I was I woke up. I was going to go pick up my brother from the boys boys and girls club, and I was groggy, and I was crossing the street, and my cousin calls me. And she's like, "Hey," so I turn around, and as I turn around, I turn back into the street, and the car grazes me and catches me by my knee. And the bumper, for some whatever reason, was extended, catches my knee and just spins me around. Thankfully, it just puts a hole in my knee. There's no serious a hole damage. in my knee. I mean, I, yeah, there's a hole that it, I mean, it it patched up. I'm, I'm fine. I can walk. You know, it's all good. Even when I went back to church on the following Sunday, the preacher was like, look at God. And I was like, <laughs> he had a hole in his knee a week ago. God. I don't know if God intended for me to get a hole in my knee, but he definitely didn't get me hit by a car. So there you go. Okay, I'll give it to you, preacher. I'll call him holy knee. <laughs> He's got a holy knee. The Lord. So I still have the scar, but I'm, I'm, I'm saying that to say that my mother put a lot of faith in us being safe in right. in streets that were unsafe. Right. Yeah. But they didn't have the full scope that we have because we are the children who lived through the crack era, right? There's no way we are going to give our children the same freedoms that we had. Vin and I, latchkey kids. I, I, it sounds like you were latchkey too. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So that means I'm in elementary school from probably first, second grade from the second grade. Yeah. Because my sister was now in junior high school. Mm -hmm. So from the second grade, I am walking myself home, letting myself in the house and just locking the door behind me. Right. And I'm home alone. Right. Because my sister didn't get home from junior high school yet because she's like 15, 20 minutes behind me. There's no way in the world you no. let your child do that now. There's right. no way you're going to let your youngest. Ironically, ironically, grade, youngest, who is now yeah. 10, is looking for opportunities to be alone in the house. Of course he is. I remember the oldest was like, okay, I can stay home by myself. And my wife and I were like, all right. So now we trust them to be at home, home alone together in the home. Hmm. Or my oldest can be alone. But again, I juxtapose the thought process that goes on with us now with them just being at home versus what my mother was dealing with in terms of sending us outside. Mm -hmm. The chasm between those two sort of solutions is so great. (laughs) Right, so like, between those two worlds, it's two worlds. Right, so two we, worlds. we have to think: Is it safe for them to stay at home by themselves? Versus, <laughs> no, she's no, saying not just being at home by themselves, make their way home, make their way home by yeah. themselves. Right, yeah. walk walk through the gauntlet right. of but, oh. shenanigans mm-hmm. in the streets to get home. But, but she's saying your home 
go outside, <laughs> do whatever it is that you're going to do. Right. And but don't sure steal. Don't steal. Don't, don't run, kill. Don't maim. Don't get killed. <laughs> and make no, sure you, you can't have no home. money. And and right. No, you, you can have money. You can have two or three dollars. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Buy a dollar fifty hero ex juice. <laughs> right. <laughs> but make sure you get home mm -hmm. before the lights come out. Yes. And make sure, even if you're not with your I had a younger brother, mm -hmm. if you're not with your younger brother, that he's safe. Mm -hmm. So now I have the responsibility of making sure that I get home. But also that he gets home and that nothing is or no one is harming him. You know what makes me laugh? Um, I think about what you're saying. I think about the time I actually had a conversation with my mother years, years, years later. And, you know, we have we had some very good conversations at times. And we got to talking about, you know, she was like, how do you think I was as a parent? I think, you know, you're pretty good as a parent. I didn't think you were a bad parent. I, I, I love you. And, you know, you didn't beat me, you know, senseless. You fed me. You clothed me. You did what you had to do. Right. So we got to think, well, what did you used to do when you were younger and things you used to do? And I, you know, I got to talking to her and telling her the shit that we was doing as far as riding bikes. Oh, yeah. Because a lot of times, you know, I grew up in that grew up early in Camber Heights. And most of my bike riding and shit I did was at my grandmother's house in St. Albans, because a lot of the cats around there had bikes, had the BMX bikes. A lot of cats around there had BMX bikes. So we would ride from St. Albans to Cunningham Park to Flushing Meadows. I mean, we were all over Queens on these bikes and like riding bikes down hillside. I mean, fast cast was mm -hmm. falling. I mean, we were wilding the fuck out. Mm -hmm. And <laughs> I told my mother, you were where at what age? I'm like, well, you said or my I wasn't staying in the house of my grandmother because my grandmother would drove, drove me crazy. I drove her crazy. And she's just like. She had the same rule as L, be in the house before it's dark. Hmm. When the lights come on, what have you, whatever the fucking code was. And of course, I didn't want to listen to my grandmother because you have so much freedom. I had so much freedom at 10, 11, 12, 13 years old, 14 years old. I'm in another part of Queens. Mm. Nobody even knows that. And I'm fine because me and my, I'm with my friends and we're having a good time. But shit, like, God forbid something happens. Right. So if I'm around the block from you, you're not telling me I'm not coming in the house when the lights turn on. So, you know, my grandmother would come out and embarrass me with the flashlight. <laughs> Wait, what? Me. My wow. grandmother would come out <laughs> with a flashlight and would walk the block yelling my name. And she had a very thick Puerto Rican accent. So it wasn't Vincent. It'd be like, That's it for part one. Tune in next week for part two of this amazing episode of Decoding 40. Thank you for listening to Decoding 40. Tune in this and every Friday via your favorite platform for a new episode of Decoding 40. Go to www.decoding40.com. Make sure you sign up so you can keep following us. But don't keep it to yourself. Spread the word. Thank you for listening to Decoding 40, <laughs> goddammit.